Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Musings. Today, I finished the segment with Katie Hamill, and here we go. One day at a time, right? Yeah, for real. So then the other thing that would be kind of really cool is, as you mentioned, you made mention to a couple different stories that sounded really amazing in the process of your working. So maybe just would be really fun is, is what are some of the moments where you felt especially blessed or some of your favorite moments from working on these publications? There's just been some stories that I've read, or not read, that I've been able to work with people. And I think the best thing was seeing how amazing God can be. So one of the stories that was the most difficult for me to work on, but also like the most powerful, my sister actually wrote a story for one of the faith publications, and she shared her journey of her difficulties following a pretty traumatic car accident, the injuries that came with that. And so I, I already knew, like I knew what the details of the story were. I, I knew where the story was going to go. But as I read it, I got to see my sister, who I've known my entire life in this totally new light as she shared her heart with the ways that God has moved in her life. And it was one of those things, like, as I read her story, I thought, wow, like, she's amazing, but God is amazing. Like, God has done all these wonderful things for her. And I I look at her story, and I look at other people's stories, like the one that we did recently on Cecilia Graff. She was a little girl that passed away tragically in a car accident several years back. And I read these stories of these tragic things that have happened to these people, and I see that they can still love, and they can still hope, and they can still trust in God. And I think that is so powerful. And so when I get a, when I get to work on these stories, and when people invite me into to these these hard parts of their life, but they're still happy and they're still joyful and they still love God. It makes me love God even more. It makes me like fall more in love with my faith to know that we can get through anything as long as we continue to lean on and trust in God. Yeah, as someone who's read it for ever since it came out myself and has really appreciated, I just do want to say thank you for all the work you've done putting that together because it has been incredibly powerful and I always do appreciate whenever a new issue comes out. So just a thank you from me and I'm assuming pretty much everyone else who I've ever heard from really, really likes actually being able to see some of the stories you're able to get out there. So then kind of another thing that I was hoping to talk about a little bit too is, is you also recently got married and had a kid, right? Yes, that's correct. So congratulations, and a little bit late from me, but on top of that, I'm kind of curious, what is it like balancing the being a mother and also working as the head editor for the diocese at the same time? You know, it's, it hasn't been the most easy thing. I was kind of naive, so I got married in February 2022 to my husband, Nathaniel, and then in January of 2023, we had our first son. His name is Ignatius, and I, I love him. I, I am in love with my role as wife and mom. It is, I mean, it's, it's, it's better than anything else. It's better than being a writer, is being able to love my husband and love my child. But with that being said, before my son was born, I was probably a little bit naive. I just didn't realize how how much having a child changed everything and also I didn't realize like how long it takes you to actually feel like yourself again after the baby is born so before I, I had him I was like oh I can do it all like I'll, I'll keep working and it, it won't be a big deal and then he was born and I was like I can't do anything I just need to sit in my house and not move for, for weeks 
And that's basically what I did after after Ignatius was born. That that life change was the biggest transition that I've ever had to go through. And I loved it, but I was I was tired. I didn't feel like myself. Like I just everything that happened with his birth was really transformative to me. And it took me several months to kind of get back to myself, like in my own headspace again and emotionally, like just to accept the change. So then I I was on maternity leave for about nine weeks. And then when I came back, that it was easy in this sense because my son was only nine weeks old. So for the most part, all he does is sleep and eat and lay in one spot on the floor. So that was kind of nice. I wasn't chasing a toddler around. But as the months have gone by and he's starting to get more mobile and he's starting to be awake more often and he's starting to want me more, like he recognizes who I am and he might not need anything per se. He just wants to be held, which I love doing. But with that, with him growing up and becoming more mobile and becoming more of his own person, I it's been harder to stay on top of everything because I'm balancing being his mom full-time, which is the most important thing, and then writing for for the diocese, which is also really important. I think it's such a beautiful mission. So balancing those two things has been hard, and it's required that I make some changes with my work. So before, I'd sit down at my desk at 8 and stay at my desk until 5, whereas now I work when I can. So if I get up at 6 and Ignatius is sleeping and the house is quiet, I'll go work for a few hours and then he'll wake up and I'll, you know, I'll take care of him and play with him and make sure he's happy and get him fed. And then when he takes a nap, I go back to work. Or if he's playing and he's content, I'll work then. But now my, my day isn't 8 to 5 in the desk anymore. It's 6 a.m. to like 10 p.m., hit or miss when I can actually get the article done. So that's, I mean, that's been a challenge, but it's been doable. And what has really helped is my husband is so, so good with my with our baby. He, um, if, I, if I had a rough day, if the baby was crying and Nathaniel comes home, I'm like, all right, I need to get this done. I need you to help me. And he'll, he'll do whatever I need to help me with my writing because he's so supportive of my work with the diocese. And he wants me, he knows that I find so much joy in what I do. So he wants me to be able to have that. And he's been amazing at helping me helping parent our child, which is our child together, but then also really supporting me in both my role as mom and my role as writer. Yeah, so I think a good follow-up to that might be to kind of bring everything kind of full circle would be what would you say to someone who's uncertain about their vocation and maybe thinking they might not be able to balance it all or make it all work? I think it's hard to have everything. And I don't know if you necessarily can have everything or if you do have everything, it might not be forever. So for me, the way I look at it is what does God want for my life? And when it comes to my own my own life, I'm married, I'm a mom, and I'm a, I'm a writer, I'm an employee. Of, of those three things, the most important thing is my marriage because marriage is a sacrament. And so I think when, when you're considering all of these different options that are put in front of you and how can you balance it all, I think you ha- you're going to have to make sacrifices no matter what you do, but you want to make sure you sacrifice the right thing. So if you have an option in front of you to do this or this, and if you did option B, it hurt your marriage, I would say not to do option B because you, you never want to do anything that's going to harm your sacrament. So I think when it comes to choosing what you're going to do with your life and what you're going to do with your vocation, you look to the sacrament. What choices in front of you will make you a better daughter of God, a better wife and mother? You look at what will benefit the sacraments first. And that will determine, I think, what you end up doing with your life, because if you always are looking to follow God's will and to live out your sacraments, I think that will 
that will give you the life where you are the happiest. So when it comes to choosing a career, choosing marriage, or choosing to do this activity or this activity, I think the first thing you always need to do is truly pray and truly discern what God is asking for you to do. And the second thing is to make sure that your sacraments are something that you're considering and are your priority. And the third thing is to realize that it's it's okay. It is okay if you can't, if you don't think you have the bandwidth to do all of these different things. You don't have to do it all. And it's okay if you choose not to. As long as you're doing what God wants for your life, I think everything else will work out. Yeah, that's incredible. Thank you so much for joining today for the show. I, I really appreciate it. And thank you so much for the work you do for the diocese. I, I always enjoy reading every time the newest register or faith Catholic comes out now. So again, thank you so much for coming on. And I hope everyone else enjoyed the interview as much as I did. Well, thank you, Matthew. I appreciate it. Yeah, have a good one. God bless. You too. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show.